welcome back to another episode of Sandless of the Culture. <laughs> Today, um, we have three, uh, four of Black Future on instead of the five and new members that we might add, but we'll talk about that later. Um, I have on Isaac and Max and obviously Pache. Um, Charles and Shane couldn't make it today and Kayla couldn't join us either, but we'll get through it. How you guys doing? How, how's, how's everyone holding up? Who's holding up. <laughs> holding on. <laughs> it's already awesome. been a, a pretty hectic year, so I kind of want to check in with everybody and see how y'all holding up mentally, especially, you know, with, with everything going on. You ready? Oh, wow, Pache. It's, you're killing it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're good. We're good. <laughs> yeah. uh, Bro, you see where Tiger got in a car wreck? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I'm terrified, actually. Crazy. Yeah, I can I can deal with losing Tiger this year. Like, yeah, like I'm still not over Kobe dying. Yeah. I can't like lose Tiger as well. It's gonna be crazy. That was random, but I was just saying that <laughs> 2021 was a crazy year. Like Tiger just got in the like Tiger be going through it for real, bro. Mm-hmm. Like uh-huh. that man cannot catch a break. Let me tell you, it's not one thing, then it's the other thing. Yeah, he's going through it for real. Like I don't know. I, I I've still not seen his doc because I don't want to know. Like I've I don't know if anyone has seen it yet, but it's on HBO. I didn't know they had a documentary. Yeah, apparently it's really good. I'm just not gonna watch it though. There's a lot of good shit out, man. Yeah, some great stuff out there. Um, but no one answered my question, by the way. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, <laughs> Except and, and Max. First of all, everybody, everybody said holding up. So. <laughs> yeah, but like, what does holding up mean? Like, <laughs> like, hi, are you guys okay? It means, uh, it means we're not going to talk about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, there's too much stuff going on. <laughs> too much. <laughs> it's triggering. <laughs> Um, well, I guess we can move on to the second point. Um, it's obviously Black History Month. I don't know how you guys have celebrated, but as a collective, we celebrated by dropping some dope shit. Yeah. And I'm very, yes, very I'm very, very proud of us for that. Um, but how are you guys individually celebrating Black History Month? Like, are you going around telling people, yo, get out my way, it's Black History Month? Or like <laughs> to be honest, yeah. I'm just playing now. I think I did that once. It didn't like work out how I thought it was gonna be, but you know. <laughs> Every time I go grocery shopping, I won't walk inside unless a white person opens the door for me. Oh, oh, that's smoke. I like. So that. I just stand. I just stand out. I stand outside and I just wait for my hands <laughs> in my pockets until someone opens the door for me. Mm-hmm. Not even thinking for shit at Walmart. <laughs> Do that at Walmart, bro. Not with the Walmartians, bro. How's that work if it's like a sliding, you know, those electric doors? Just wait for somebody to walk through first? Yeah, like, right, probably. It'll okay. probably be more efficient. Yeah. Dang. I've, I've been celebrating by just like... In the beginning, I was like, I'm just going to share black art on my story. And I did it. <laughs> I, I did a pretty good job up to like maybe the 17th. And I saw this really dope picture by this white photographer. And I was like, fuck. This is too beautiful. <laughs> this is too beautiful. I'm not gonna not share it. So that's how I started the month out. And then I've watched I've watched uh some some more black documentaries and consumed some more black art than I would any other month, which feels very um fake, but I'm trying my best. <laughs> There's a lot of people that aren't doing that at all. So you Yeah, facts. You yeah. do it. 
Yeah, I think uh, I think it's an interesting point though. Like, I feel like a lot of times, like, I don't really take the time to like even bother to celebrate Black History Month. You know, like, mm-hmm. I feel like I just kind of like grip my teeth and go through it while like, you know, Pepsi and McDonald's tweet like Happy Black History Month and. That's pretty much it. Bro, have you seen them Target shirts? Bro? Yes. Oh my god. What Target shirts? I didn't see this. <laughs> bro, you gotta sh- somebody gotta share their screen or something. It'd be like, oh my goodness, bro. Them Target shirts go crazy. Let me see this. One of them says oh, like, oh, oh. <laughs> Hold on. One says the- like, black beyond, black beyond Mercer is saying. Yeah, that's the that's the whole uh, marketing campaign. All right, let's see. I go to apparel right there. You good? You good? You good? Let's see this. <laughs> 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 to my black people, I love you. Okay. Oh. Racism tried to steal my joy. Hot tried. <laughs> this is this is bad. <laughs> that's my favorite one. Hold Earth, up. That's my favorite. Thing Earthing blood. <laughs> Period. Earthing blood. Period. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this, is, this is this is ridiculous. Wow. <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> Look at this Gordon, one. Gordon Frederick. Welcome Booker and Langston. <laughs> this is not great. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is. You know what? I'm gonna save this image. I bet white people are eating this up. <laughs> <laughs> oh for sure like they can't keep the shits on the shelves <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy hey you're gonna see some karen walk around with a uh, all my black people i love there's I love one you. that's really funny there's one that's real funny where it's like uh dang i forget it was just like yes or something it just says <laughs> all across pages. it's something like that bro i was dead when i saw it do you all ever like see these things and feel away or like you just find it hilarious because i find it hilarious but i also have a very terrible sense of humor and i laugh when i'm upset so like i was looking at this thing and i was i was dying but yeah i mean i'm I'm not offended by it i think it's more funny it's just it feels like You could do so much better with that. <laughs> the pandering right. is on a different level. Yeah, it's like bare minimum. But no cap, like that's something that like my mom will wear. So I can't even be mad. Mm. Like my mom will wear that one of those t-shirts. Yeah. Walk around, it's like earthing book. <laughs> yeah, I can see my mom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it's we've been quite removed. Like twenty twenty as a year was very terrible. Um. There wasn't a lot of bright spots uh, for a lot of people, and you know, as a as a people, we went through some very painful parts of it the year. Um, and I remember we wrote uh, a press, no, well, not press statement. I don't know a statement and put it on the website. And Isaac just touched it up yesterday and <laughs> cleaned it up like way better than what I wrote because mine was just filled with anger. Um, and I wanted to check in with regards to that because when Isaac called me and told me about him touching it up, it kind of reminded me um, about that. In your lives, like your personal lives, um, has those like conversations with people who are not black about allyship and shit like that like completely died down and like 
just gone away or there are people who are still constantly trying to learn and, and badgering you like they did when George Floyd died. And it was like, oh, you know, if you need to talk, I'm here. But like maybe a year later, like, is it still the same energy? Um, how do you guys feel about that? And going forward, how do you, I guess, how do you want to deal with this? And when I say that, <clears throat> I watched this interview with Daniel Kaluuya and he was talking about uh, how he's not the one that's supposed to like fix racism because he just came into the game and racism was already there. So like, how are you going to keep asking the victim to fix the situation that someone else perpetrated? So yeah, how uh, has has those things died down in your personal lives? And does does that change how you feel about people and how do you feel currently about that? You know, it's kind of a loaded question, but we'll start with Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> um i think my anger has died down i mean i I shouldn't say it died down like you still always carry that anger with you but um to the degree that i let it take over like my life and and like trying to pursue those like uh you know pursue better things i think that uh in the recent months i've really been able to just find space for that joy but yeah that's my uh (laughs) <laughs> that's your answer <laughs> um me it never like really dies down actually recently i don't even know why we had like one of these conversations i'm having a movie night and i didn't mean to put on the movie american skin i don't know if anybody's like seen it but i just like love the conversation in that movie and the girl i was with i was watching she you know she happens not to be black and she was just pissed by the end of the movie and i just like realized like we've become us like black people we've come numb to a lot of the shit that happens to us Cause she's like, why aren't you pissed off? And I was like, well, this is shit that I've been dealing with, you know, since I was, I came out the womb. So it's like, we see it and it's been happening, but like, we've just become numb to it because it's like not as effective change. I mean, they're starting to become change, but I mean, I can't be as mad because I just feel like it's been, it's become a part of our everyday life at this point. And then she was just going on and on and on. And I saw how pissed off she was. And I was like, well, yeah, it was you at one point, but I can't be as mad. The only way to change is through the system, unfortunately. And our system's slowly changing. Changing, and the quote, you know, J. Cole, slow is changing, always has, well, has been, always will be. So I feel like that was just one of the random conversations. This would happen, like, maybe three days ago. I just had this conversation. So I don't think it's, like, died down. There's just certain people who still care um, more passionately than others. Mm. Max? Oh, think, go ahead, guys. Well, I was just going to say, like, I think that kind of speaks to the fact that we've seen, I think as black people, we knew all all these things and we've experienced them our whole lives. But Mm -hmm. then the rest of America had like this wake up. Yeah. And we had to kind of ride that out with them. And I think for a lot of people, it kind of felt like just like reliving all this trauma that we've kind of been aware of for our whole existences. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that was part of what just generated all that anger over again for a lot of people. I, I, I mean, for me personally. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to us, Max. Uh, it's really interesting because I was, I think that was one of the first times in like our history as a country where if you didn't say anything, it was noticeable. And if you didn't act out, it was noticeable. Um, especially whenever it was like June, July, and, and people were posting all this stuff on social media, you can go back 
And if you see someone didn't post something or if you see someone didn't say something, you're like, okay, that's problematic. That's never happened before in our country. <clears throat> um, so I think that's, that's really interesting. And the people who, who weren't saying something, who weren't, um, who weren't being allies, if they weren't being allies then, then chances are it's like they're not really going to be an ally now or ever because that was like the most pressure they were under. And so that's, I think knowing that it's like, okay, is it really, is it really my responsibility to change that person? We already have so much like on our place as black people. And the fact that, yeah, we're the victims of this and we've been advocating for change for however many hundreds of years and I'll be nothing has really happened from just us ourselves doing it um so it has to be from the other kind of has to be from other people i think where <clears throat> i kind of and i know that um our opinions might vary on this a little bit but whenever that stuff was happening i was uh i was open to people like coming to me and like having conversations and uh to a, it wasn't like a ton of people, but like five to 10 people over the course of three months, like well, I like I had a phone conversation with them. And uh, it, it was really touching to see that. Yes, there were some people who would send me a text and I'd be like, all right, well, you send me this text, like let's talk. And then they didn't pull up or anything. They didn't really wanna say anything after that, but like to see the people that actually followed through and took the time to you know, hear my hear my cries for help, hear my experiences and stuff like that. That really meant um, a lot to me because it was some people that hadn't been in my life for a while and stuff like that. And especially going to a school like WVU, being in West Virginia, where it's like one of the whitest states in the country, there were a lot of people in my life who hadn't had to deal with this before. There were a lot of people in my life who were ignorant to a lot of the things that were going on and ignorant to a lot of the ways that we have suffered as a people over time. So I don't know, that was that was really interesting to me. And uh, that was the part that was exciting for me. I think a year later, <clears throat> it's kind of like the same dynamic. Yes, it's died down obviously, but um, I think in order for this situation to progress, we really need people to not see it as a fad, not see it as a trend and really keep grinding with this because this is one of the biggest issues in America that we have today. Uh, all types of racism, systemic racism, blatant racism, hate crime, stuff like that, like it's so abundant in our country and it's so like rooted in our history that we just really need people to recognize that. And even if they feel a certain way about it, they need to know that, you know, there's nothing that will change the history that we've been through. There's nothing that will change the past and that in order to move forward, we need to address it. And there's still a lot of people that won't do that. Um, <clears throat> and there's a lot of people in this country who not only vote for people who won't address that, but you know they are people and they have friends who uh, have that same have the same belief system. So yeah, for me it was it was. I think I did have a conversation with about maybe right around five to seven people on the phone or on FaceTime or in person about this entire thing um and like seeing seeing how people reacted to george floyd's death and brianna taylor and all of that 
was was very shocking um because there were some people who were just very silent during the entire time but being far removed from it now well not far but removed from it now and kind of having a much more objective look at everything it kind of raised a question to me about our forms of protest and and how very different they are sometimes um because i was watching uh, a soccer game maybe two weeks ago uh, was the women's soccer team that were playing and half of the team were kneeling and the other half were not kneeling. And I wasn't triggered by them not kneeling because I just was thinking to myself that maybe they're not protesting that same way. Like, I feel like with with what happened, like Max said, you know, so there are some people that did not comment and you just know, like, all right, this is on the side you stand on. But we might have a bigger problem with a lot of people who just said something because everyone said something or everyone's kneeling because everyone's kneeling. Like, I don't know. It doesn't feel real to me that way. Cause it's, it's become a trend more of than it is like an actual call for change or a call for any form of reform. Um, so I don't know. It, it, it's really just got me to think about a lot of different, different things. Um, to piggyback off what Pache said, like, I don't carry that same anger anymore. I don't typically just carry anger. So I'm kind of good with like feeling it and then walking away from the feeling and just like picking whatever lesson was there or whatever information I could move on with life with. Um, so I haven't really carried the, the anger, but it's definitely affected personal relationships with people that I thought were better than they were <laughs> and just never really were vocal for, you know, fighting for justice for people who were just taken away from us because uh, we need police reform and racism is real. So, um, but yeah, I think the hurt was the, the hurt of seeing people that you respected, that you trusted, that you liked. Um, it, it's one thing to see those people be silent, but I mean, I saw people that I thought were, my friends that I thought understood like advocating against um, things like Black Lives Matter. And to me, that was the that was the thing that like stuck. Had, I think has stuck with me this entire time is that that sadness that comes with that. Mm -hmm. uh, that sadness I think eventually turns into anger, but like that's that's what was really 2020 was just like a sad year, mm -hmm. um, and I think that's that's a big part of it for me. Yeah, you know the thing that I think hurt me the most would uh, be the people that dug and did research to try to disprove everything that we were advocating against. Yeah. It was a, it was like, you're doing the wrong thing because say, say they find some super really specific stat about black on black crime or whatever. The fact that in their mind, they had to go, okay, well, they're saying this about, you know, we want to feel a certain way. We want to feel love. We don't want to feel unsafe and the fact that they heard that and the first thing they do is you know okay i'm going to go dive into the web research an article where i can find something to disprove objective objectively something that they're feeling an emotion that they're feeling it's like one you can't disprove like you can't disprove an opinion with like with facts because that's my opinion this is how i feel and it's not only just me it's a ton of people feeling this way yeah and you're trying to bring something totally unrelated that you took time and effort to look into 
it's like that just blows my mind and it's like that really just goes to show like you could you could care less like even if there were facts that prove that you were wrong you would still believe the same way that you do i mean people put more energy into justifying the shitty things that they believe than to actually learning and, and tr taking the time to understand like another side of this uh this conversation uh, that that's that's pretty astounding yeah yeah i mean with with all of that though i think with all the the pain and and restlessness that 2020 came with i think we all still found ways to kind of get through it though you know we're here having a conversation about it because we were were able to ride through the roughness and and get on the other side well that's debatable but <laughs> we've kind of wrote through the roughness of it um so i wanted to ask you guys really like have you guys done that um are there any specific ways of cultivating joy because i think joy is the opposite of sorrow and most of us were very sorrowful or very sad i think they're all in the same boat and we still made we made it to the other side and feel a little bit better you know so how how did you guys individually get through all of it is it is it the warmth of a loved one or is it you know the a friend calling you every week or is it beans the greatest dog of all time is it you know <laughs> like <laughs> like what was it that got you guys through all of that and yeah we're not through it yet but at least we have some glimmer of happiness and you know a little bit of joy anyone could go <laughs> i guess i could say i could say two things uh the first one is just in my beliefs because i uh, i have a relationship with jesus so i just prayed a lot and you know i turned to him a lot to deal with a lot of my anger a lot of my sorrow a lot of my sadness and stuff like that uh and then secondly i think another thing that i did was i just had time with myself you know because that was one of the craziest years of social media i know isaac you talked about you had to get off of twitter bro completely yeah he was like, gone <laughs> i needed time to myself i needed time where i could sit down and do nothing because like i was at home for school for work for everything and so my schedule was a lot more flexible there wasn't a lot of structure to it and there were days where i could just sit home and i got pay to watch movies on netflix you know what i'm saying so like i just needed time to myself bro i needed time to myself just to sit let my mind be blank and then just focus on happy things or whatever i'm watching that made me happy or, or whatever you know what i'm saying bro you got married last year and i did that too <laughs> <laughs> did that too so that made me, that obviously made me really happy, but I got married as soon as this stuff was, that was even hard for me too. Yeah. I got married whenever this stuff started. I was on my honeymoon and everybody was posting black squares and I was like, what's going on? I was like, what's going on? <laughs> I remember being on the beach one day and at like every single thing I saw was a black square. I was like, this is crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, bro. Yeah. Pache? Um, I wouldn't say there's, one thing I did specifically, it was like a mo just a combination of things, uh, just to pay piggyback off of Max. Yeah, I kind of took time to myself. Um, I think last year, like just because I, you know, there's like everybody was like so aware of what was going on. I was out there with a couple protests just to, you know, soak it in, just to see what was going on. Um, that was really eye opening just, you know, for the younger generation. I had there's like college kids setting these protests up, just soaking it all in. 
Um, I think having conversations with friends who actually cared and like, hey, what can I do to help? Like, um, and then music, it was just all the whole bunch of random stuff that just, you know, kept me at bay. Um, and just appreciating the little things every day. Like, hey, I get to wake up. Some people don't, uh, especially with situations like this. So I think it was just a combination of different things. How about you, Isaac? Pache just like reminded me that we aren't college kids anymore. Like, <laughs> he's like, yo, these young guys, these college kids. I was like, we're, oh my God. He's like, hold up, wait, bro. I'm thinking that every single day. Bro. Yeah. You're saying, I said the other day, I was like, when I was in college, and I was like, wait a second, that was. <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> right. Uh... Um, nah, for me, it's been a combination of things. I mean, you know, Josie beans like uh taking time to really dive into my creativity uh a little bit more and kind of like i don't know i'm in the process of just trying to turn like my photography into a brand and i think taking the time to like just explore your craft a little bit has been been huge for me um wandavision's on tv now so like (laughs) (laughs) i'm feeling pretty good about that (laughs) um yeah it's, it's just been it's been the little things this year uh, like Pache said, those those kind of smaller things that just compound over the year and yeah, uh, really keep you in the right headspace. Having like good friends and stuff like that that check in regularly, um, and people that like give you the space when you need it, like that makes all the difference. Yeah, I think I'm kind of the same way too. Like, I'm not turning my photography into a brand like Isaac, but <laughs> I think I I took the most pictures I've ever taken in a year last year. And yeah, the main reason why I started photography was like as a hobby to like distract me from my trauma. Um, I just my therapist was like, you need something that you do for yourself. And that was what I ended up with. And I didn't realize that I took that many photos till today, actually, because <laughs> today was my last session with my therapist. And she was like, we need to track Thank all our progress. Thanks, man. I need to find a new one, but <laughs> but, but um, <laughs> she uh, she was like, we need to track our progress. So we started talking about photography, and and I was like, let me check Lightroom to see like how many photos from twenty twenty. And I was like, holy shit! Like, I took a lot of photos, and it's a direct result of like me being stressed. Like most of the photos are not good, but it's like I need to go out there and just look into the viewfinder and take a bunch of photos. Um, so that was very, very helpful. And obviously, like friends, you know, last year was was tough, but I still was lucky enough to see almost every single close friend that I have. There's a few that I couldn't see last year, but um, every single person that I could I could see, I saw. Um, and obviously, you know, we all got together and worked on a very important project that we all kind of dove into. Um, and that helped as well. Uh, but yeah, it's just all the little things um exploring like different creative avenues as well like i've been writing a lot and they're all bad but you know you got to get pen on paper sometimes (laughs) um so yeah it's just all those little things like you guys said have been um you know cornerstones for cultivating some form of joy or brewing a little bit of joy um because the world around us is very cruel and painful and you just got to find your pockets of happiness. So, yeah, those 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 would be those ones for me. But um, let's talk about black joy, though, like as a as a as a thing. Um, 
I know when we, we worked on the project, we didn't um, talk as much about it as, as a team, like the topic Black Joy as a team, we kind of like fed off other people's definitions of it. So I want to ask you guys, because I never got the opportunity to ask you guys or um, none of us filled the form. What is what is Black Joy <laughs> to you guys? And um, going forward, how do you see yourself uh, cultivating it a lot more and, and showing it a lot more? Because funny enough, I did a podcast with Kayla and she was she was co she was like guest hosting for a friend. And we had a conversation about joy and how she was saying that black joy in itself is resistance um, to this, you know, the, the status quo. And I never thought of it that way. So even if we could be happy and be very joyful, that's resistance in itself. So how do you guys define black joy and going forward? Um, what do you guys think you're going to? do to cultivate it a lot more so you could resist this very cruel and painful world. That's pretty good. I should, I should yeah. that. <laughs> I, thought I, was, I thought I was listening to an audio book. <laughs> right. Yeah, someone someone give me an answer though, because I'm gonna think about mine. I've been I've been Yeah, that's crazy because I like did this project and I never like thought like what it meant to me. So now I just have to, you know, sit here and think about it real quick. Yeah, I guess I have my answer. I'll go as you guys think about your answers. Um, but, for, but for me, I think Black Joy is is family and all the things it comes with. And what I mean by that is like not family as in the traditional sense, like your parents and yourself, but like family as in all the people you accrue along the way. Um, I always think of my friendships as like a or my existence as a constant interview process like you're scouting talents for your future constantly so like every new person you meet like you're collecting a resume of who they are to see if they fit in your life like in the future and if there's an opportunity outside just like a casual social thing like you pull them into it to to do that but for the most part they're just interviewing for a position in your life and i think our black joy um comes from that because there's an account saying like for my people that says like you could break one piece of like uh wood in a bunch but you can't break all of the wood together like when you have like a stick you could just break one but like if you put them together you can't break all of them at the same time and that those things like the togetherness that comes with family the warmth that comes with family the laughs the pain the sorrow the fight the perseverance, you know, I mean, we could go on and on and on about the words, but all those things like together, when you sit back and think about all the people in your life, it brings you, it puts a smile on your face. And those people are the reason why you keep going forward because they're there for you. So that's what I think Black Joy is. Like, I really do think Black Joy is family. I think that the best way to cultivate it is also just to work on healthy relationships with those people you consider as family and and set boundaries and and respect their boundaries as well so your relationships with them are not toxic and don't corrode the little joy you have in your life so that's my answer and i think i bought you guys enough time to think about yours <laughs> <laughs> i can say um i think black joy i can sum it up in like three words for me 
it is uh, community celebration and then uh, self-appreciation. And I mean, that's kind of self-explanatory community and the fact that you have other Black people around you to uplift you, to relate to on a level that only you two, only you guys can relate. Self-appreciation, I'm Black and I'm proud. There hasn't been a day in my life where I, you know, wanted to be anything other than Black. Like I used to have favorites of everything and all my favorite actors were Black, my favorite rappers were Black, my favorite everything was Black, football, basketball, baseball, whatever. Um, and then celebration, just, you know, that element that is, you know, so intertwined, so intertwined with being black and the fact that we celebrate through food, we celebrate through richness in our history, celebrate through fashion, through song, parties, all kind of stuff like that. All that stuff encapsulated is like what black joy is to me. I definitely echo that. Like. I don't think I have necessarily like one definition of what black joy is to me personally, but uh, I'm going to pivot it uh, and say like specifically this year, uh, I think I've kind of identified black joy just within my life. Um, and I think that's been um, the lot growing process for me. Honestly, it may sound like a kind of like a crazy thing, but um, it's been kind of this like borderline spiritual experience to like, to kind of have these outward, uh, this more outward expression of my blackness. And I think for me, it's it's relatively neat because I am so light skinned that like, back when my hair was short and whatever, like I, I could be anything, I think. Like, I don't think I necessarily have like, like a black look to me, at least at that time. And I think that this has just been this like, kind of like coming out party to the world uh, and something that's just been bringing me like a lot of joy this past year, I'm, I'm loving doing it. And so I just actually passed like a year of hair growth like two weeks ago, so. You too, man. I'm trying to get like Max. So. <laughs> <laughs> probably as long as mine, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say everything you guys just said. I think I just add creativity to it. Um, just because I'm new to the photography scene, you know, you guys are the legends in the game right now. Uh, Dr. Max. Just because. <laughs> 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 uh but no uh like being down here in tampa i'm predominantly like in a white area so like i've reached out to a lot of photographers and it's like i know like people are busy but i went up to atlanta for thanksgiving just to visit a friend from college um and i got to go to a basketball team a basketball game and there was like so many like black photographers videographers and they're just all giving me tips and like being so helpful like i wasn't even talking to anybody i was just on the sideline everybody could tell you know i like had my own little small ass camera but like people were just giving me tips and i felt like damn, there's like a lot of great black creatives out there and we just don't recognize that enough. Um, so I, I would say everything you guys just said, but to just add that. Yeah, I agree with that. It's kind yeah. of dope, really, if you find like, even with with a project that we worked on, like, I mean, as a collective, we're all black and we always just like talk from a black point of view because world doesn't necessarily listen to a black point of view so we were kind of forcing our information down their throat but um it, it was so dope to find that isaac had an interest in photography when we met and like and then i met max and then like it just like it was just like really 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 cool to just know that and uh i want to shout out my friend andre who used to be a lightroom like um what do you call those things? He worked for Adobe for a creative resident. And now he's just a photographer that lives in New York. And 
he was like one of the few people that when I started photography, I would look up like how to edit black skin and on YouTube. And there is nothing. I don't even know if there's anything there now, but like there, there was nothing at that time. And he was like the only person on the entire internet that I found talk about editing black skin. So it is definitely like dope. And, and there's a lot of joy when you find other black creatives who are focusing on, on telling our stories with like truth and real equity. Um, because he he's 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 super dope. I could I'll introduce you guys, Max. I'll I'll put in the intro. Um, you know him personally? That's crazy. Bro. Yeah, like he's the homie, homie for real. Like he gave me a I don't know if my he gave me like a camera like lens bag and shit. Like we're actually friends for real. So I'll That's put the intro in. Yeah, he's just really really. I nice. saw his post the other day, and I uh, reposted it on my story where he was talking about what you like the uh, skin tones and stuff. Mm-hmm. He's been talking about this since like 2018. Like that's when I first followed him. So he's very into that. And I think to, you know, talk more about what Pache said, it's, it's, uh, it's dope when you meet other black creatives who are very interested in telling our story the right way. Pache is just underscoring, like, I mean, no disrespect to West Virginia, man, but like, man. We were talking about that before the pod started. Yeah. I, <laughs> well, y'all are great, but I, I've talked to y'all enough. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I get it. I get it. You, oh. get, you gotta. I, I, at some point, the like the baby bird got to get out of the you know the nest and spread. Yeah. I no, but I, I mean, Pache is talking about like there is so much power in just being in a space with other black creatives. There's just a, a whole nother level to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it, yeah, I mean. <laughs> hey like bro what you said is so important because y'all are, ta- y'all are talking about this right and i have so many friends that are photographers but not all of them not a lot of them even know how to edit my skin i remember sometime i go out and take pictures with people and i get a picture back and i'd be like whoa like, <laughs> i don't look like that <laughs> i'd be like goodness gracious yeah <laughs> they're looking like casper or something like i don't even know bro but it's like that's really important and if you're a photographer or a creative or a painter like you need to know how to capture what you're trying to capture as accurately as possible and yes there's editing and post there's all that good stuff but like especially when it comes to people's skin tone unless the intention of the project is to do that you want to like keep the integrity of the photo as close as possible to what people are seeing in real life. Mm-hmm. And it's like, not everybody realizes that a lot of people just want, I know I'm getting technical, but a lot of people just want to like slap a preset on something and call it a day without even tweaking anything up. And it's like, yeah, I don't know how that person going to feel about that or other people when they see it, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. It's, so, it's still something like we're learning. And especially because we're probably going to get a little bit technical here, but like most of these cameras and like, even the, programs are not calibrated to black skin so like it takes extra work to do it right like even um the film emulsions and shit like that like they're not necessarily made for black skin yeah so you have to put in the extra work to make sure that you're doing it right and like max said like it's so much easier with white skin to just slap on a preset so like why wouldn't you just do the same thing for black skin like just slap it on but if you're a creative out there, or you're a photographer, especially like you got to take some time to get the skin tones right. And that was the reason why I, when I did the um, 
checking in with internet friends thing i was like i can't edit the skins right for black people um in premiere pro so i'll just do black and white and it will complement everybody and then i'll figure this out <laughs> later in the future how to do it because i'm not gonna do it wrong i'd rather like have it black and white than do it wrong so it's very yeah. very important to realize those things um it's uh it's funny the other day i hit up my uh this this one girlfriend of mine uh white girl like down in a uh, langster and i was like all right let's like let's go take some pictures and so we go out we do this awesome shoot uh i come back and i'm like granted i had had like a glass of wine or two and i was like <laughs> starting to sit down to edit but i like start editing these pictures um and i'm like all right yeah these look good and i send them off to her and um i get like a message back and it's like hey uh something's up with my skin <laughs> i'm like oh hold up i look and i made her black like straight like <laughs> didn't pay attention at all to this shit like it was horrendous but it was the first time ever that like that would have been like, bad for her like, too isaac bro that would have been yeah, a wrap, yeah. <laughs> one of them joints i mean like it wasn't that bad but like it was pretty bad like it was kind of like that what was that kim k shoot that she did yeah it's like yeah. okay it was the first time like lightroom failed me on like white skin like it was it, it was insane <laughs> yeah there's we should definitely focus on equity and 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 blackness and black skin and things like that like it's very very important that we our images are there in the right context like shout out to gordon parks the goat like he got it right i always every time i see any of his pictures i'm like i can't do this <laughs> like he understands light and skin tone so well like it's different but um I want to focus on us as individual creatives since we're talking about creative shit. Um, going forward, what what are your your plans? Um, I mean, Isaac mentioned turning his photography into a brand, and do you want to expand on that? And do you have any projects lined up? And also, how can we, the four of us, and everyone listening, support you better? And and you know, we can support me by studying the Instagram algorithm as it changes. <laughs> and- <laughs> Joints unstudyable. <laughs> nah, um, yeah, like I think I'm just reaching a point. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be confident. Like I'm, I'm pretty proud of my work now. I think I'm at a point where, um, I, I think with film photography, I've really just found, uh, found my niche and I found something that I, uh, I really enjoy. And so, I think I'm at the point where I want to start sharing that and like start using my social media channels to promote something more than just like myself you know what I mean mm-hmm. uh, I think like for so long I, I use my Instagram as like this shrine to just like how great I am as a person and like how I look and like like this some bullshit <laughs> like, <laughs> like who cares about that shit <laughs> um, but yeah like just really being like proud of my work now and feeling like I can put it out there's been really nice so that that's really what it is is that I think I have something that I can provide now mm-hmm. uh, and I'm really excited about that so yeah. trying to just like build a whole a whole brand, uh, mainly around film photography, and you can best support me by like following me on on ins- we'll, we'll say all that shit later, but <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What about you, Pache? Uh, me this year uh, with photography, I just want to you know I think I want to like flood my IG with like pics. There's not one thing that I'm like specifically focused on. I think just trying to get better at it. Um, and then, you know, help having my friends support me. Like today, I just, I, you've actually hit me up to do an engagement shoot. I've never done that. 
um, just, you know, trying different lanes to, you know, figure it out, but, you know, just keep taking pictures and posting them, whichever ones I like. Mm-hmm. And there's no specific thing for me right now. Yeah. How about you, Max? You're like, also, just before you start talking, Max, you, <laughs> every single time you post some new shit on your second Instagram that doesn't go on your main feed, I'm like, fam, if I did that, it would be on my main Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this guy, honestly. <laughs> I, I never liked him. <laughs> like oh, the so he's the goat. He's the oh no, he's the guy. I think we all agree. Yeah. But he uh there's a photo of him that he edited, and it's like four of him with the green hoodie. And he put it on his second Instagram, and I was like, yeah. yo, fam, what is this? You yeah. this on the main Instagram. Yo, I'll keep it a bug. I was feeling that joint too, and then I started <laughs> started looking at it and i was like yeah, this is a lot of me on one like do people really need to see my face this yes much? i, I was had it twice that was, that was, I was two days in a row that, right i was already thinking <laughs> about that and mary walk in the room and she's like is is that like a little vein or something and i was like oh shoot yeah, right. mary, <laughs> mary ruined the game uh, don't talk to her don't talk to her gone gone so yeah i don't know i'm just like isaac's i'm trying to do like what isaac is kind of like make my stuff more into a brand. I'm trying to do a lot. I'm trying to not only with photography, but like work on my design and video as well, just so um, I can like provide all of that. But I think I want to move past, and this is just because I, like everybody's in a different part of their journey and stuff. And for, for years, I just like uh, hit up, would hit up my friends and stuff. And I would like to start doing more uh, kind of like editorial-esque um, or story-driven kind of projects, uh, more in-depth projects, projects with, um, you know, more thematic meaning or just meaning period. Uh, so like just recently I hit up my friend and it's really hard because even like in the point I'm in right now, like y'all, y'all two are here and y'all are like one of the few people that I know in Morgantown right now. So like finding people to collab with, to shoot with and stuff like that is really hard. Mm-hmm. And then finding black people to do with that with is like nearly impossible right now because I already don't know nobody here, bro. Cause everybody done left cause they graduated. And then, you know, with COVID too, you don't want to be around too many people that, you know, you aren't that really close with. Mm-hmm. So that's been really hard for me, but just working with like set designers, makeup artists, uh, stylists, other photographers, stuff like that to create something uh, that's just deeper than the picture. And then also just uh, get more gear, honestly, not more gear, but like enhance my gear because I've been shooting on the same stuff for a long time. So that like more fashion stuff, more story-driven stuff and just upgrading my gear so I can because right now I'm kind of maxed out on what I'm doing. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you say you're maxed out, but I'm like, dude, the, the work you put out with what you have right now is amazing. Yeah. Um, Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Are you, are you trying to make a switch from like Canon to like something else or you just want to upgrade in Canon? I want to upgrade my Canon and not necessarily for photo because when I upgrade, like my photos won't 
they'll be better obviously i'm not even shooting full frame right now <clears throat> but i want to upgrade mainly for video because i would really like to i have a lot of ideas for like short not necessarily short films but like even shorter than that um stuff like that and i can't i can't achieve that with like what i have right now i can't even color grade with the camera i have right now um and I can, I mean, I've shot weddings with it before, but it's a tall order for me to do that, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So yeah, just getting the money to do that, collecting that. And, uh, and also I also making like my photography more legitimate. So like, I hate to say it, but filing taxes and stuff like that. And LLC, LLC. <laughs> That's LLC Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> you know. All that kind of stuff. And especially, I don't even have a contract either. Mm. It's like, and I'm at the point where. <laughs> I've never thought about that. I've never, yeah. <laughs> I'm at the point where it's like, I'm kind of going to sound like, you know, sound like a douche or whatever. But it's like, if some, if people are like reaching out to me and asking me for a service, it's like, I can't, I can't afford to, if you are asking me and I'm not reaching out to you, like, I, I don't know if I can afford to do stuff for free like that, you know what I'm saying? And I don't know if I can afford to even you commission me and me not have you present you with a contract that says, you know, all right, I'm gonna get this amount at this point, you know, within this many days. Like, cause I'm, <clears throat> I just have a GA right now. So it's not like I'm making money, you know what I'm saying? Isaac and I have talked about this before. Maybe we'll talk about it off the podcast. <laughs> GAs? No, about, uh, about, contracts and people like charging money and like putting in your 10,000 hours and being better than you're supposed to be. Oh, uh, yeah, we'll <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about it off the pod. <laughs> but oh, <laughs> but uh yeah, no, I I agree with wait. I've lately fallen in love with cinematography and not necessarily cinematography for for video, but like cinematography for like photography. Like how light works and like working with different light setups and things like that. So I, I want to explore that a little bit more. Um, the main reason why I bought my a seven two is to just max it out. And that's the plan is to push it to all of its full capabilities. Um, I have a trip coming up next month and I'm not going to say on the pod because there are people listen who I don't want them to know that I'm going where I'm going, but like on that trip, like I have a lot of different ideas that I want to explore. Um, and and to do that is to just push my camera to its fullest capability. So I'm kind of in the same boat with Max with regards to like just working really hard. Um, photography is just in a lot of ways saved my life and I just want to take care of it as much as I can. And I want my portraits to just look better than they've ever looked. So every single time I take photos, I try to push myself a little bit with the editing. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's just things like that, that I want to work on. And I, I, Kayla actually hit me today with an idea that she's going to present to the group. And I thought it was really, really, really cool. It's kind of tied into the movie soul a little bit. Um, so shoot, I'm, I'm not going to tell her ideas. She would talk to us about it later, but I do want to, what do you say? That's some NDA stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I also want to tell a lot more stories with 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 the photography and when Max was saying, you know, production design and set design and 
makeup artists and things like that. Like I, there's this very specific story that I want to tell and I want to cast like a very big group of people. And I think we could all just like work on that together as well. Um, and maybe like plan that a lot better than we have with old stuff. But like things like that are, are what I'm looking forward to exploring. Um, if I make money off photography, it's great. If I don't, for me, if I do, it's great. If I don't, like, I really, really enjoy doing this and, you know, it comes with it. But if someone big hits me up, I will figure out the contract part. <laughs> like, that's not, that's not a problem. <laughs> and that's like something that you need. Like, when if someone big hits you up and you don't have a contract, they're going to be like, all right, is this person like, are for real? Like, yeah. Real? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, so I'll figure I'll figure the contract part out, but for now it's it's for the love of the game. And I mean, we'll see. not to not to bring it back to like oh like West Virginia, like there's no black creators here. But do you guys feel like just purely from a like location and um, aesthetic, I guess that you're still able to get as inspired as you were before? I mean, like to to me personally, I feel like not changing location enough is one of the things that kills my like creativity and not like putting myself in new situations. And I feel like with COVID, it's more of like a COVID thing, I think, because before you had the option to like leave and go to all these different places. But I feel like in a, in a way COVID has also hurt my creativity as well as giving me more time to pursue it. I don't know, I'm, you know. No, I agree with that. I mean, yeah. that's one of the main reasons why I've become a globetrotter is to yeah. get new, new influences. But for me, I, well, this is kind of new, though, so I'm not going to say for me, but in the past few months, maybe past four or five months, most of my inspiration have come from all the photo books that I bought in the first part of quarantine. Like, I bought a lot of photo books. <laughs> and so now I'm finally getting time to, like, look at them and get a lot of inspiration from them. In addition to that, like, I've been, I mean, I've always been into fine art, but now I'm, like, super into fine art. So, like, I watched this documentary about Black art on HBO, which is a great watch. Like, if you guys ever get a chance, you should watch it. I think we watched it together, Pache, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I watched that, and, like, it just, I took a picture of all the names that they put up there, and, like, I've been researching all of them, like, one a day, and just, like, picking my favorite things and putting it on, a, like, a, bo a board, and just, like, all right, I think this is going to be able to tell the story that I want to tell. So... Yeah, I, I agree. The location thing like kills creativity. But when I'm not traveling anywhere and I'm here, like I escape the reality by like watching movies or watching documentaries about art and photography. Just nice. to get some new perspectives and things like that. I don't know about Pache and Max, but that's how I feel. Well, I've been in Florida, so like quarantine doesn't exist out here, so <laughs> <laughs> But nah, uh, it's just me. I just get out and shoot. I mean, I do want to like meet more black people out here, especially Florida's completely different from the rest of the country in its own sense, but it hasn't killed creativity. But yeah. Um uh, I don't know. It's really it's really interesting to me because a lot of times, yeah, I, I'd say yes and no, because I want to, I'm starting to get into studio photography and like that quite literally, you know, you, you don't draw inspiration from a different location because you're in the same location over and over again. But at the same time, I love 
street photography, which is a totally different lens than studio photography. And that, a lot of that just chalks up to roaming around and like your environment and stuff like that. And in West Virginia, specifically Morgantown right now, yes, I can, I can make great photos here, um, but being tied down to this place that isn't really changing, that is kind of like the same thing over and over again, it's kind of hard to, it feels like I've almost, I've like exhausted my potential in terms of creativity with this place. And, uh, and that, and then just the lack of uh, just black creators here, that's also, um, that is also, you know, been detrimental in, in some, in some ways and manners to my creativity as well. But I will say with quarantine, um, quarantine has led me to find more people that love art, that make photographs, that do video, that illustrate than I have ever in my entire life because I'm on my phone a lot more. I've tried to turn it back, but I'm on my phone a lot more. And my Instagram feed is almost just like a complete curation of different people's art forms right now. Yeah. And I've even gone as far to, like, it's like no hate on anybody, you know, but I've even gone as far to like muting people that I follow just so I can cure up my, curate my feed further and have it just be like just a long string of kind of like inspo yeah. type stuff like that. Um, Yo, Max, can I ask a question? Yeah. Do you feel like, um, because I've tried to like dabble in street photography kind of after seeing you do it. And like, do you feel like the rules of street photography are different for a person of color uh, than they would be for like a white photographer? They, yeah. de they definitely can. Yeah. I mean, like, I guess, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm not ask, I, asking, I guess I'm just saying like, do you encounter that feeling like more frequently than you expected? I think, so when I'm in New York, is totally different than if I'm in rural West Virginia. Oh, facts, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And the rules when I'm in rural West Virginia or even some parts of regular West Virginia are a lot different because I, I already, there's like, I already sometimes feel uncomfortable in that environment. Uh, just period. Um, in terms of like, in terms of like, larger areas where there's you know a higher percentage of people of color i don't really think i don't know i don't think that it's you know contingent upon like your skin color yeah um but definitely there are places where i wouldn't i wouldn't even go out and yeah you walk around and actually like y'all hearing it here first but i've always had this um I've always had this idea for a photo book and that's like my dream is just to have a photo book of myself, a place where I can put a bunch of my pictures, you know, bind it up and give it out to people. And I wanted to title it a uh, black guy taking pictures in rural West Virginia. And <laughs> just photos of me walking around and literally doing what the title says and just like, I just have a bunch of different, because like West Virginia, I love West Virginia. You know, it was my home. I was born here. I was born in Charleston. Um, so not rural West Virginia, but like I've lived here all 23 years of my life. And uh, 
I don't know. I think it will be really interesting for people to see, you know, certain parts of West Virginia that Black people aren't normally, you know, that they don't normally visit yeah. and stuff like that for me to go and, and to capture that and present it. Um, and so like that has always been like a goal of mine and like I already have a vision for that like far in advance for that. But so, it would be it would be hard and it would be different and the rules would be different for me in that instance. Yeah. So like, book me book me down for one of the books. <laughs> I, I can't tell you what it's gonna be <laughs> twenty years or what, bro. But it's it's fine. It's fine. Just whenever it's ready, just send me send me the send me the invoice. <laughs> um yeah, I mean I, I think all four of us are in different stages of our photography. Um and I think we all explore like different ideas of what to do next and, and what we want our stories to be like to be with with pictures. So I I I'm just excited for the journey forward. Um and, and what we're going to do as a collective, but also individually, because I think we all bring very different things to the table and which is why I love the group so much. I wish Kayla was here, but she is just a running mill of ideas and, 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 and great writing. Like whenever she writes something, I'm like, I don't know where, which part of your brain that conjured that, but that's beautiful. Um, but all of us, even as photographers, the four of us come up with different things. And and I think we're slowly expanding as well. There's two new people that may or may not join the group, but they've expressed some form of interest. So that's also good. Um, as a collective, we're kind of growing. Um, and I can't wait to see what we do together and individually, like I said earlier. Um, but I, I do want you guys to talk about where you can be found Um you know what your expertise is so the listeners could also you know give you a follow or a retweet or a post sharing or i guess the saving is like the thing now right yeah you're gonna save all my stuff now yeah i saw that <laughs> save that's crazy to somebody or like can you post it on your story does that count i think that might count as a send okay because if that don't count then yeah, ain't nobody sending my stuff to somebody. You know? <laughs> yeah. I like, send your stuff that? to people. Your stuff, your stuff's been a few group chats that I'm in, so don't don't yeah. don't, don't sell yourself short. But yeah, like you know, let's rattle off our Instagrams and and Twitters and and let's see if people could give us some follows. And then uh, after that, everyone give me one black historical figure that people may not know of. I don't want to hear MLK or Malcolm X, Alfred Alfred Hampton. Damn, take Fred Hampton. Sorry, Pache. Sorry, Pache. Or I knew, I, I knew you were going to say not I knew remotely you. like another one. That's what I should be surprised. A lot of people didn't know about Fred Hampton. I yeah. know, I know, I know. I said that because I know you're from Chicago and you're going to rep for your boy. Of course. Of course. Of course. <laughs> um, I was like, I was like this sitting after I watched it. I was like, yo, that I watched it. So I watched it alone and then I watched it with my parents. And so my mom because we're from Ghana, she doesn't know a lot of American black history. Every single time she learns something new, she can't sleep. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I forced her to watch this movie, but she couldn't sleep for two days. And she came downstairs to my room. I was like, why did you make me watch that? I can't sleep. Cause every time I sleep, I see him getting murdered. And I'm like, I, someone not to tell you the history though. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like I get it, but like 
it, I, I would rather you know the story than like anything yeah. else. Like I remember the first time I told her about Emmett Till. Actually, we watched Dave Chappelle talk about Emmett Till, and then I explained the story further, and she was, she was just like, he's he's younger than all of you. Like I I can't imagine what that's like, and it's like, yeah, it's, you know, it's shitty, but like. If I don't tell you the story, I feel like I've not done my job as someone who knows the story. Mm-hmm. So you have to learn about it. So that's like one thing that baffles me is like how young black children had to go through such blatant acts of racism, you know, mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. like that's beyond yeah. racism. And so that's like, I don't even know what to call that. Yeah. That's- Fred Hampton was younger than all of us in here. Like, yeah. It, and he was just. I, after the movie, I watched it the first time. I, I think I watched like maybe four interviews in a row. Two of them were with ABC. And, and it's just like, I mean, this guy was very well spoken and, and had very bright ideas of, on how to tackle capitalism and kind of police reform or police abolishment, whichever one, you know, you pick your poison on. But it's just like, damn, this guy was brilliant at 2021. 20, mm-hmm. And to die at that young age was just. And you have to think like, he was that articulate and he was that, you know, formed in his leadership at 21. When did that start? Like, yeah. this dude, he was spitting facts at like 14, 15 years old. <laughs> Ionicles, bro. We're on, get out of here. Yeah. For real. So, and it was, they had to, they had no choice. Yeah. No, I, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's fucked up. It's fucked up. It's so interesting to see that and then see one night in Miami and kind of see like the juxtaposition of like those characters and Fred Hampton. Obviously, the tone of the movies are different and the way it's directed are different, but like how Malcolm felt about the movement and loosely based on history, but still, like I would assume his, his, the depiction of him was close to him as much as possible. It's just, it's very, very, very interesting. But anyway. You guys give me your lesser known black historical figure and then your Instagrams and Twitters and Flickr. <laughs> People don't use Flickr anymore. <laughs> it was like a Yahoo photo host site. I don't think they, it's alive anymore. I think it got shut down. Are, are we doing figures or a fact? We could do a figure or a fact. I have figure, but. Yeah. Um, let me think. Oh, okay. Um, it's interesting because a lot of people like think of Rosa Parks and stuff, mm-hmm. and and yeah, like what she did led to led to boycotts and stuff like that. But there were actually a few other black women before her who refused to um, get up off their seat and sit in the back because of Jim Crow. And one of them was uh, Claudette Colvin. She was like 15. We're talking about Fred Hampton and stuff like that. She was 15 whenever she was ordered to get up and get out of her seat for uh, a white person. And she basically refused to. And I remember she said, I might be misquoting. So if I am, just cut cut this part out. But I don't (laughs) think I am. She said that like she felt, um, she felt the weight of like, Sojourner Truth, like pushing down on her, telling me, like, not to get up and 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 to sit down, and then like Harriet Tubman on the other side sitting down. She was like, she she physically couldn't get up, and 
so it was like the that was nine months before Rosa Parks and that's not like obviously not to discredit anything that she did it was totally independent but like for her to put her her safety on the line for what she believed for her to get thrown in jail for that for her to lead reform and Jim Crow and stuff like that that was really powerful for somebody as young as her to do and not a lot of people know her name including me until like a few months ago so yeah that's one black figure uh and then what's the other thing give us your handles oh handles <clears throat> handles is mawail it's m-a-h-w-e-y-l-l and that's on everything that's on instagram twitter youtube TikTok. yeah that's basically all i use <laughs> That's what it is. M-A-H-W-E-Y-L-O. Don't ask me why, because I don't know. But that's just what it's been my whole life. So, Yeah. We'll go to you, P. Um, you can historical do figure. Too. Okay. Uh, no, no, no. What? No. <laughs> you, just, you just told me no. No. <laughs> uh, mine would be Hattie McDaniel. Mine would be Hattie McDaniel. Um, I just kind of learned about her. Uh, she was one of the first African-American women on radio. And she was... Uh, one of the first African Americans to win an Oscar. So for her time, I think she was on the radio in the 1920s. Uh, she won her Oscar in the 1940s, which I think is huge, especially for that time and era for a black woman to do that just because, you know, the times that we were in. Uh, so that'd be my choice. Uh, my handle, I'm just putting my, Insta, uh, my photography page because I'm trying to grow that uh, 1080p uh, period a, I think there's a period after that. Might have to double check, but yeah, that's mine. Don't need to follow me on Twitter. Oh. <laughs> you saying wild shit sometimes. You're saying wild shit. Are we putting professional stuff? Because if so, throw my Twitter out too, man. Don't follow me on Twitter. Don't follow me on Twitter. <laughs> All right, Isaac. So mine isn't actually mine's. This is probably gonna suck to talk about, but uh, it's a historical event rather than a person. I think a lot of people don't really know about. And uh, if you watch Watchmen, like you know about it, but uh, the massacre on Black Wall Street, the Tulsa, Oklahoma race massacre, uh, January 1st, I think it was. Um, it was like the single worst uh, like hate crime in American history that like is never discussed, um, never brought up in classes. No one ever, like nobody knows about it. And I think a lot of people didn't really know about it until they watched Watchmen, um, which is just another example of like, you know, something I think people should really know about. Uh, so, yeah. 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 Handles? Oh, handles. Um, my handles are, I'm just going to give you my Instagram. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to give their Twitter? <laughs> we good, we good, we good. Isaac, you got that photo Twitter now, bruh. Yeah, like I'm, it's not ready yet. <laughs> it's under construction. Um, Instagram is uh, photo biyama. It's just the word photo. B-I-O-M-A underscore. Okay. Uh, mine is Gordon Parks. Um, he was a staff for Life magazine. Um, he also shot for Vogue. He was the first black person to shoot for Life magazine, and I think Vogue as well. Uh, he was also the first major black director of a major film, Shaft. And they remade that movie recently with uh, Samuel L. Jackson and uh, the guy from... Um, What's the name of that basketball show that was on Stars? I forgot, but um, oh, I know what you're talking about. I yeah, can't think. I yeah, him and that guy are both in that movie. Um, 
and yeah, it's he, he's one. He is the greatest photographer that I know, um, or I've seen any of his work. I mean, to be able to shoot the images that he shot during Jim Crow and and things like that are just very very beautiful. He's great. Um, so, yeah, uh, Gordon Parks would be mine. He died in two thousand and six, unfortunately. Um, but if you look up his name and you just or even go to his foundation's page, like the pictures that are there are just like the greatest things you ever see. So, Gordon Parks would be mine. Um, mine i'm not uh, no one gave the twitter so i'm not gonna give my twitter but my instagram Nate is at uh at bruno mars number one fan oh yeah. my god you know what I saw that tweet. yo I saw fam. That tweet. I was cracking up I, okay the reason why i kept bruno mars as my password that oh, you yeah, put out there, and I, I immediately had to change all my passwords. So thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> bro, how many likes did that tweet get? Quite a few, bro. Isaac, bro, I was mad. I'm sorry, I'm so off topic, bro. Right. I always tell Isaac, like Isaac, bro, I'm trying to get like you on Twitter. I'm trying to get like Twitter, everything. <laughs> man downloads Twitter for a month and already has like a three thousand. <laughs> fucking guy, this fucking guy. He leaves the game. We grind it out. All through the racism, all the all through the <laughs> anger, and this motherfucker comes back and just. <laughs> oh, you do it. You guys do it so the next generation can have it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was about to copy the link to that tweet and send it and be like, "Bro, I'm done. I quit. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm not doing like, this anymore." I mean, yeah, that shit's nice, but like, no one followed me off that tweet. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I looked at the insights, bro. Six hundred profile clicks. <laughs> and followers. Wow. I'm like, yo, like, y'all didn't, y'all didn't like what you saw? hundred profile quick clicks. I mean, they saw what they saw your profile. And they're like, nah, nah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. I'm not doing this. But yeah, um, Instagram's Esther's U is E S T H E R S Y U T E. Um, but I'm gonna go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, unless anyone has some closing, you know, closing words. Um, no one okay uh, yeah I'm, I'm gonna close this up I'm gonna say thank you to Max and, and Isaac for joining us today uh, this is Max first time on the pod right yeah oh wow I think wait yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, thank yeah. you finally for joining us I think this is Isaac's like third time or fourth time Um, but thank you guys for joining us it's very unfortunate we couldn't have Kayla on but we could do like a Kayla centric episode some other yeah, time yeah we could yeah. Um, shout out to you guys for coming on and if you listened this far uh, we appreciate you we love you um, one last thing I want to close with is that there's an increase in Asian hate crimes in the country right now and yes our platform is small but I still want to highlight that uh, we stand against that yeah Black Lives Matter but you know I, my other minorities are going through something that we black people are very familiar with and we think it's very very important to highlight that so um there are a lot of resources out there i'll put it in the link as well um about that educate yourself donate if you can just put the word out um and let's let's get this to stop but thank you very much for listening and uh we'll be back next week with Another episode. Maybe one of Pache's hosts will come on or something. I don't know. What the fuck? (laughs) And good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.